Hey, everybody, this is Tony V, CEO at Versprite. I'm joined with Evan Hernandez. Evan, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Tony? Doing great, doing great. Evan, uh, tell the world what, uh, what what do you do in life? Uh, what do I do in life? Uh, I'm a dad. I'm the VP of product and chief product officer over at Versprite and AlterCloud. Excellent. I love it. Welcome, everybody. Today is October 19th, 2022. This is a new episode of the Dirty South Podcast. One, two, three, four. So, Evan, uh, interesting fact about October, obviously, you know, both as um, since we're both cybersecurity professionals. Uh, it's also Hispanic Heritage Month. So happy Hispanic Heritage Month to you. How do you feel? Uh, I feel the same. <laughs> but whoop, whoop. Happy, happy day of recognition or month of recognition. I think it's a good thing. You know, with uh, all inclusiveness, we all get to have that feeling of connectivity, in yep. a sense, to show how diversity works nowadays. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean... It's uh, in the United States, at least it's uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, but I think worldwide it is uh, Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So, you know, what what do you think about uh, Cybersecurity Awareness Month? What is your top go to recommendation for all the listeners and viewers out there? I think my top recommendation is education, especially nowadays with mobile devices, communications all over the place with multiple ways to communicate, social media, uh, professionalism, professional social media. Um, you just have to educate yourself on who you're talking to, how that information is being disclosed, and whether you should really click on anything uh, anymore. I had a good scenario where someone was trying to have, send me a, link, a document for something. And I said, you know, due to my company policy, I right. can't open any documents. So if you can attach the text, to the message that would be preferred. Classic. So, you know, it's just being aware and educating yourself that everybody out there is not your friend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think to your point, you know, it's just uh, understanding, you know, about incorporating security in those streams, right? Multiple different streams of information. But uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today in this quick uh, Dirty South podcast. We're going to be trying to hit up on both cybersecurity awareness, you know, kind of the played out themes that are out there, what works, what doesn't, you know, let's see if we can get this all in in 10 minutes and then also hit up on the Hispanic heritage much. What does that really mean for Hispanics like you and I, you know? Um, so really quick, your, your background, I mean, I'm first generation American, but whole families from Peru. Uh, what about you? I would be considered uh, second generation on my dad's side, third generation uh, on my mother's side. Okay. All right. All right. Now you said, you know, you feel kind of the same. I mean, uh, I think like most, like with myself, I mean, I'm, I'm in that, you know, camp as well. I feel like it's just, you know, another month. I mean, it's good to have the opportunity the platform to be able to talk about, you know, um, Hispanic Heritage Month and kind of show, you know, a little bit of uh, the different cultural differences, you know, Latin America, Central America, Caribbean, Spain, et cetera. Um, what are some of the what are some of the valuable things that you think that could be leveraged during Hispanic Heritage Month for professionals out there? 
I think, you know, we have, we come from so much of a diverse background from very, very light to very, very dark. And, you know, we, we have a certain way of thinking uh, when it comes to our industry, right? Sometimes uh, we look at things in a different way just because culturally we're, we're very different in terms of how we react to things, how we understand uh, technology. So I think that's some of the value that we bring to the space. Yeah. And, and one of the things I was talking to you about before, you know, was the, uh, you know, I guess the right or the privilege, you know what I mean? You know, like you said, you know, Hispanic is a big word that encompasses a lot of different demographics. You know, um, the beauty that I've always thought about the Hispanic culture, Latino culture is that you have, uh, it's a big melting pot. Like, you know, like you said, you know, you have a lot of Afro influences, you have a lot of European influences, you have, uh, even like Middle Eastern influences, you know, Asian influences, and it's a, it's a huge melting pot. So, you know, it's, it's, the, we, we don't really kind of face some of the, the kind of the racist tones as much, uh, because it's more about socioeconomic and educate, uh, educational backgrounds that kind of separate, um, which is a great tie into cybersecurity. You know, if we're going to basically like talk about representation, right, of the Latino Hispanic community in, um, InfoSec and cybersecurity, how, how would you char characterize that? Um, I think it's, it's rare. You know, I think that seeing, seeing Latinos, in particular in the United States, in cybersecurity is, um, is, is a lot less. I think just due to, you know, where you grow up and the amount of opportunity you have to get into computers in general. I, I had said this before that, you know, becoming or getting into cybersecurity or becoming a hacker is almost a luxury because you need a computer uh, right. to, do, to do those things. So being exposed in, in those communities to computers, to books uh, around that stuff uh, is costs money. It costs money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It costs money, time, you know, and, and some of those things, you know, um, aren't, aren't available, right. For certain types of demographic it depends on the situation. I mean, every situation right. is different, but you're absolutely right. So I, I think that, you know, um, you know, there's, there's definitely an opportunity. I know that as uh, you know, for someone that's been in, in ITIS for 27 years, you know, Hispanics, I would say still consistently represent a minority. And I think it goes back yeah. to that, you know, having the socioeconomic means to be able to have, you know, a working computer software that goes along with it, you know, schooling and things like that. Um, especially if you're, you know, you're immigrating into the United States or you're first generation even, right? You're, you're trying to get your foothold economically in, into the rhythm of, of uh, you know, the, uh, the economy and, and just providing for your family and things like that. So uh, for you, why, why did you get into it? Why, why did you, you know, why didn't you do like, you know, why weren't you a lawyer? I mean, every, every Hispanic mom says, hey, I want you to be an abogado, you know, I want you to be a lawyer, yeah. you know, so yeah. why weren't you? I think... Early on, I was always attracted to electrical and mechanical engineering, you know, working with my hands, right? A lot of my family does come from construction, obviously yep. Hispanic family immigrated over. We, we do a lot of manual labor even today, right? Um, but my mind was really more on the electron. I take a, a TV apart and then try to put it back together. And then when I went to college for electrical and computer engineering, I had a professor who was doing network security. And I was like, what's that? That's what I want to do. You know, just exposing me to a different world of, you know, 
the computers and, and how you can manipulate them and, you know, being able to break the code. And I was like super fascinated with that. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I did promise 10 minutes, but I want to wrap up and I want to get your key points and takeaways. I was going to lay some down on, on, on the table to any recommendations in terms of like how to get in, right? That's the classic question that all InfoSec cybersecurity uh, Padawans out there want to be able to know is like, how do I get in to be a Jedi? How do I get into this industry and just like, you know, uh, become an expert? Um, and, and taking a, a, a kind of a slant around this uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, I think, you know, honestly, it's it's less about, obviously, you know, in, in, in different upbringings, like you said, we're awarded different opportunities. And at the end, it's at an individual level, right? It's less to do about what carries over you. We historically may not have been given, you know, through, you know, our antepasados, our ancestry, right? The, um, the, the opportunities and maybe the riches and the wealth to be able to get to a good starting point. But at the end, going back to, I think, what, it, what does it take to get into cybersecurity? I think it takes curiosity, right? It takes commitment. Uh, and it takes effort, you know, um, you know, obviously you've heard of the acronym R RFTM and, and there is a level of self-sufficiency, right? That is like, what, what, what can you learn on your own, especially in this digital age? What can you learn in terms of understanding protocols? If you want to be a network engineer, if you right. want to understand, you know, application security, you know, do you understand, you know, um, how, you know, uh, an a, a, what do you know, understand what an API is? Do you understand what a privileged model is or rollback access control? Or do you know, understand what output encoding is? Understanding, you know, some of these fundamentals and getting after it and then being able to pick a niche. I know that for, for me, and I'll just end with this, you know, having done a little bit of software development, network engineering and system engineering and things like that, I found my passion in, in really in architecture, which I kind of ported it over into threat modeling. Right. So as someone that was enamored with both risk and quantification and proving that there's a problem, um, I took an opportunity to see like, OK, well, this framework that's really used in other industries like the military could be applied in, in uh, this particular context of application threat modeling. So going back to the recommendations is it's, it's a lot about how much you put in will determine how much you get out of a, of a of a life in cybersecurity. What about you? Um, I think for me, perseverance and grit, especially everything else you just said, you know, today is the information age. You want to learn something, it's out there. You know, uh, you don't even have to go to the library. I kind of like we did back right. in the day, right? You can, you can go on YouTube and you can just dive in on a particular subject. No Join yeah, right. Join a community. There's a bunch of meetups. You know, yep. we're part of OWASP. Absolutely. You can, you can contribute. It's very open armed. Uh, it's very welcoming. So you, you can understand. You can meet peers. You can meet contributors, you know, people That's in the industry that have grown uh, their profession through the community. Yep. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's all about what you put out. Right. And you have to persevere and you have to have that grit to continuously move forward. Um, with how you want your career to grow, especially in cybersecurity. Absolutely, absolutely. Evan, where can people find you on the uh, on the ether? I mean, for myself or anyone out there, I'm T0NYUV under Twitter, so you can find me there. 
or on LinkedIn, Tony UV. What about you, Evan? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as E Hernandez Evan, and then on LinkedIn as Evan Hernandez, E V I N, the only one in the world. Uh, obviously, right. it's uh, phonetically correct. The one in England. <laughs> I love it. Well, happy Hispanic Heritage Month to you. Keep it frosty on the cyber. This is uh, Tony UV, Evan Hernandez, uh, doing a shout out from Atlanta and from New York on the Dirty South uh, Cybersecurity Podcast. Take care, everybody.